Hello, and welcome back to another edition of I Am a Woman Caught in Adulting. Tonight is special because, for one, since I was away with my sister girl trip, I hadn't had a chance to really get in here and talk to you. And just sitting here pondering over some things and thinking about the weekend and how everything was so beautiful and the things that transpired and had to make a decision that I had been pondering on for a while now and really wanted to wait until this girl's trip so that we could get together and have that time together before I made that decision and made it final. And it was crazy because the closer we got to the girl's trip, I knew that the decision was already made. I knew that once the trip was over, that I knew I wasn't going to be going back to the girls group because we've grown so well and it's still things that I have to do and I don't have time to be in there and be attentive the way I used to be able to be in there. I'm going to school, starting my own business, doing this podcast. So I have a lot going on right now and I'm the type, when I love something, I got to make sure that I'm on it, making sure it's okay all the time. So even with my sister group, it I, can't, I very seldom remember times missing unless it was something going on with my phone, it be, <laughs> being turned off <laughs> or like coming up now where I'm in classes and everything and doing podcasts. So a lot of times I haven't been able to get in there the way I used to be able to get in there when I was just sitting here not doing anything. But I'm so happy because that group is what sprung board me into what I'm doing right now. I'm, I always want to help somebody. That's what I feel like I was put here for. And I'm not a selfish person. I believe sharing is caring. I just like to know that I'm sharing. So. And like I said, that's probably not even probably. That's why me and my ex-husband are not together because I like to know that I'm sharing. But. This weekend was amazing, and like I say, even going into the weekend, I already knew the decision it was made, and I had already let a few people know, you know, what was going on and what was going to happen. And even after I had taken care of all of that, made that decision, and done, you know, everything that I was going to do and make sure everything was in place, because one thing, my integrity, my character, and my rapport are going to be intact. Nobody's going to be able to scandalize my name. They ain't going to be able to scandalize my name. Oh, Jesus. But see, that was a song that said, you ain't got to move my mountain. Give me the strength to climb. I don't need the strength to climb because you told me I could speak to it and tell it to be removed and cast into the sea. And it's got to go. So I'm not climbing no mountains. I'm not doing that because he gave me the authority because I'm made in his image. I'm made in his likeness. I can do what he does. And he told me to speak to it. 
and it's got to go. So I made that decision. And after I was sitting here and I was thinking, and it really dawned on me, I because it, it used to bother me why our black men would go to white women and why men would leave what I feel like is a good woman, which I was myself and go to somebody else. But a lot of times it's the little things, it's the details that, and one of the, my friends in the VRC, in the um, career training center, Mr. J, I'm shouting you out. He did a poem about details. A lot of times it's the small things that we forget and we, we overlook and we get so complacent. I get so complacent and comfortable. I forget to take care of the details. And it dawned on me why men start cheating. Because everything that I did to get him, wearing little sexy clothes, making sure my hair was done, making sure my makeup was done, making sure I looked good, smelled good, felt good. Everything I did to catch him, once I got him, I got comfortable with that. start laying around watching TV, eating microwave popcorn, and then getting pregnant, having babies. I just let myself go. And I didn't keep up with myself. I did what I needed to do when we were going out. But as far as if he came home, did I make sure sometime I had the kids already in bed and stilettos on? No, I didn't do that. Did I do the things that I used to do before the kids came along and before? I used to always put on the fact that if we didn't have these kids, then things would be different. But, but I still try to make sure that we kept that aspect of our relationship because I enjoyed it. So the sex part, but I, it wasn't like I presented it always the way he might have wanted it. But then the things that he needed appreciation in, I didn't give him appreciation in that because I was so busy worrying about what I was getting. And it dawned on me that just like I don't want a man that needs me because not that I want him to want me, not need me to have a place to live, a car to drive, some money to spend. But that's the same way I want my friends. That's the same way I want my neighbor. I want all of us to be able to not need each other, but want each other. And that's what men get tired of. They get tired of a woman that need them to have a place, need them to have security, need them to have a 401k, need them. And that's what I don't want. I don't want a man because I need him. Then I don't want him. It's because I need him. I need him to get, have some place to stay. I need him so I can have some money. I need him so I can have a BMW. First of all, I don't even need a BMW. I'm blind. So I can't even see the drive. What difference do it make? Long as it get us from A to B and don't have us sitting on the side of the road looking stupid. But hell, some of the new cars do the same thing. And people still putting money in it because they want somebody else to see them in this car. I'm learning. 
I get it how I live. I remember times sitting up after I wasn't married because when I was married, if I decided I didn't want to work, I didn't have to work. I stayed home, took care of the house, took care of him. Well, I thought I was taking care of him, but there were things that I was leaving out. It's not just happy wife, happy life. My son told me one day it's happy spouse, happy house. We both have to make sure that we're both happy in a friendship, a relationship, a marriage ship, whatever ship you're in, you got to make sure that you're both in that ship together because if not, it ends up being a shipwreck. And that's what I learned sitting here tonight. That's why I say I'm learning and I don't want to ever stop learning because when you stop learning, you just a fool sitting there with, like I said, the Bible said, if a man be ignorant, let him be ignorant still. But sometimes we got to shake ourselves and say, you know what? I know better than this. And they used to tell me, once you knew better, you do better. And when I started thinking about that, how a lot of times our men get women that don't need them, but they want them. And that's what happens in everyday situations. People get people and deal with people because they need them. It's not that they want them. I I know I've seen people that when they've lost loved ones, and sometimes you want to tell a lie and your mouth make you tell the truth. And they say, I ain't going to be able to get this from them no more. I can't borrow no money from them. I can't get a ride to this. Nobody says I'm really going to miss being able to shake their hand, being able to hug their neck. I love them and I'm going to miss them because we used to have the best conversations together. Now people don't even conversate because I'm always on my phone. And that's why even when we were at this cabin for that, that girl's trip, the, the cable wouldn't work. Sometimes the Wi-Fi come in, the Wi-Fi would go out. And I just got to the point where I said, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Because if we're here to interact together, that's what we should be doing. And I put that phone down. And like I said, we were dancing, karaoke, and doing everything. But when I was sitting here and I was thinking, what is the, what, what, what is it? And it dawned on me, like I said, that most times we deal with people because we need them. We need them around to keep me sane, to keep me feeling good, to keep me. But if we, if we wanted them around the same way. We need them to be there so that we can talk and get our feelings out so that we can do the things that we do to help make things better. We will be doing it together, doing it for each other, helping to build each other up and grow and get better. And like I said, it just dawned on me that people want people that You don't need me. You don't need me to make sure that you're secure. You don't need me. The only thing you need me to do is make sure that you're protected. And if you want me the right way, I'm going to make sure that you're protected. 
And that's the same way God does with us. When I love him the right way, when I want him the right way, when I'm seeking after him and making sure I'm denying myself and sacrificing for him, he makes sure that the abundance, the Bible said the blessings of the Lord addeth, maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. I was in chorus. We were taught after you sing it three times, after you say it three times, you need to remember it. So sometimes I say things two or three times to remind myself that these things are important. That the blessings of the Lord, they make you they make you good. They could they put me in a good place. They put me in a good space. I always talk about being in my happy space. Don't take me out of my happy space. But can't nobody take me out of my happy space? I can only allow them to come into my happy space and disrupt it. And if I do that, what I allow, I can't complain about. I have to fix it. And that's what I'm learning to do. Because when it got to the point where I was never where I was supposed to be. I'm always catching up, trying to get caught back up because other things are going on. Then the importance of that area has has changed. So I have to change accordingly. And a lot of times that's why I've messed up, always trying to keep holding on, keep holding on when I already see it's like, The fish is already dead, so I can't cook it. It's not nutritional, no nutritional value for me. So why am I still holding on to it, doing CPR on it? I think I got to let it go. Because there are other things that I want. But if it's not what I need and what's not in God's will, then it's good where it is. But the things that I need, I know he's going to make sure I get those. He's going to make sure that I'm provided for. And long as I'm doing what's right, even some of my wants, they're not nothing nasty. And I have to remind myself of that, too, because it was a time when if I had fasted or <laughs> did something and the one that I like to be with hit me up, I was like, Lord, I must have did a good job. You sent my favorite one. It wasn't him. It was the devil. But sometimes I'm blind more than just in my vision and well, no, in my sight, because with my vision, my vision is what's helping make clear the things that I've been seeing all this time, looking at all this time. And the crazy thing is, it wasn't until my visual impairment that it really made me get my vision. I had sight. I could see. But was I seeing? Was I using my vision? That's like a lot of times you talk to people and talk to people and they keep asking you the same question over and, and you done answered that question two or three times. It made me think about <laughs> This person that used to do cocaine because he'd be so skied up, he'll repeat the same thing to you over and over. And I'm like, look, man, you done told me this seven times. What you're not going to do is sell it to me eight. And I have the tendency of doing that, especially if I had smoked. I be done told you a story 
like I did with my son, woke up in the sh- in Charlotte one morning. Did I tell you this story? But the people that love me, they'll let me tell it to them again. <laughs> and when they get tired, they be like, look, Jen, look, we done heard this. You told me this earlier. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know I was smoking. I'm just saying. And if you judging me for that, then we already know where you are because this right here, this place right here is a no judgment zone. That's why it's the woman caught in adultery because he said, let he do it is without sin, cast the first stone. So even though I'm the woman caught in adultery, I'm the one that was caught in the very act of adultery. When he stooped down and wrote on that ground, I don't know what he was writing. The Bible never even explained what he was writing. But for some reason, I feel like he was writing down my sin, everything that I had done, done, everything that I had been, every man I had been with, every woman I had been with, everything that I did that was not like him. And when he stood up, he took his feet and he kicked it off because that's what he does. When he forgave me of the things that I did wrong, the Bible said he throw it in the sea of forgetfulness to remember it no more. But people, they don't even remember. They remember. I I remember when she used to do this. Yeah, that's what I used to do. That's what I used to do. But this is what I do now. And that's exactly why I didn't even change my Facebook page. I just changed the name. I didn't take any pictures down. I want you to see where I came from. This is my evolution. Don't judge me. Because he said, judge not that you be not judged because the same measure Whatever you think I should be, what I think the little heifer old nasty, she probably got the nasty woman disease. No, I make sure I take good care of my body now. There was a time that I didn't, but I learned to make sure I take good care of myself because I don't want that. I don't want to get something and mess around and get something I can't get rid of. Even using a condom, sometimes things happen. Shit happens. It still happens. If you think it don't, keep on living and watch and see, don't it? But when it dawned on me why people become like they become, and the thing of it is, once you get to a certain point and you see that you're growing and the the person that you're with is not growing, is still doing the same thing, still want to be in the same place, crying about the same stuff, That's what makes you start looking for somebody that's on your level. That's when you get to the point where you need to level up. You look for something that's striving for more, striving for better. Because only by circumstance, I became a homeowner. And it was something that I never really wanted to do. But I thank God because it worked out. I have a place to live. But if I don't take care of it, if I let it fall apart, let everything end up on all. I got cabinet doors that I'm getting ready to get fixed, a roof that I'm getting ready to get fixed because I still have to live here. And I don't want to live here. I had <laughs> I had to put some buckets out to catch rainwater. That's not cute. And then people will come to your house and see it. And instead of them saying, well, girl, is there anything I can do to help you? I know such and such. They do renovations. People will go back and talk about you. But it's all good because one thing I know, I'm leaving, I'm getting my behind out of the way. I'm leaving those things that are behind me, behind me. And I'm pressing towards a mark for a prize of a high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Because I don't want to need something. I want to be able to want it. 
and I don't want anybody to need me. I want them to want me. 